0: Let me quickly encourage everyone to take advantage of these books. We have been talking about success, 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 success. By the grace of God in this, in this ministry, we have books that have been written for your supernatural success and success in every area. This is covenant principles for supernatural success. Covenant principle for supernatural success. I want to encourage everyone, you other on grand here, or you're watching online, take advantage of the book. It will bless you in Jesus' name. Also, the second one here daily powerful scriptural confession. Daily powerful scriptural confession for supernatural resort. Supernatural resort. Listen to me. If you really want to make the best of your destiny, you must learn how to invest in knowledge and especially spiritual knowledge. You must learn how to invest in spiritual knowledge. Take advantage of these materials for your dramatic change of story. Also, there is one here that I believe will bless you. Breaking the yoke of worry. Worry is a problem that many people go through today. Worry, worry, worry. An average person is suffering from the yoke of worry. Worrying about tomorrow. Worrying about their job, worrying about their career, worrying about money, worrying about the dollar rate. Worry about the rate at which prices of things are going up. Praise the Lord. You know, I don't worry about those things. It doesn't bother me. Praise the Lord. What you need is your faith to go up. When your faith goes up, you'll match up with any challenge that comes your way. You can break the yoke of worry. You can break the power of worry breaking the yoke of worry. Worry is a yoke. That when you don't break the yoke, it will break you. So take advantage of this book. It will bless you in Jesus mighty name. Is somebody blessed tonight? Please speak your Bible to everybody and open to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. We are reading from verse 13 to 16. Let's start to read everybody. Matthew chapter 5 verse 16. Verse 13 to 16. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its savour, wherewith shall it be salted? It is then so good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of man. Verse 14. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. That will be your testimony from tonight in Jesus' name. Verse 15. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick and a given light unto all that are in the house. Verse 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Lord, send your word to us tonight by your word empower everyone for supernatural success in every area of life. Let tonight mark the end of every form of failure, defeat, disappointment, stagnation in life of your people, O God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Take all the glory, heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Please be seated. Covenant principles for all run success. Part two. First and foremost, I like us to understand that by redemption we are ordained to succeed in every area of life. We are ordained to succeed spiritually. We are then to succeed in our career. We are then to succeed in our businesses. We are then to succeed in our health. We are then to succeed in our families. All round success is the heritage of the redeemed. You can't see any form of failure in Christ. You can't see any form of failure in God. And because of your connection to God by redemption, you are then to to replicate God. You are ordained to replicate whatever we see in God. Your life should be an example of what God looked like. All run success. Success in every area of life. 3 John 2. He said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou be as prosper and being held even as thy soul prospereth. You are ordained to prosper in every area according to scripture. Psalm chapter 1, verse 3. And whatsoever I do it shall prosper. Whether whatsoever I do it shall prosper. Anything you do in life, you are ordained to succeed. You are a tailor, you are ordained to succeed. You are a secretary, you are ordained to succeed. You are a banker, you are ordained to succeed. You are a civil servant, you are ordained to succeed. You are a businessman, you are ordained to succeed. You're a businesswoman, you're ordained to succeed. Every child of God is ordained to succeed in every area of life by covenant. Quickly, let's look at the characteristics of covenant success. One, every covenant success is an enviable success. Your success should attract, you attract envy. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So by covenant, you are ordained to succeed to the point that your success becomes an envy, envy. Your success should attract envy. Genesis 26 from verse 12 to 14. The success of Isaac was so glamorous that in verse 14 the Bible says the Philistines envied him. So the covenant success we're talking about here is a success that attracts envy from everyone around you. Number two, covenant success is progressive. Covenant success is progressive. That means you keep advancing. You heard me said on Sunday, Success in the kingdom is not a destination, it's a journey. If your success of yesterday is not improved, on, it will become a failure. So you must continue to move forward in life. The covenant we are talking about here is a progressive success. Chapter 4 of Proverbs 13 It said, The part of the just is like a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. That means progressive success. Chapter 14 of Exodus, verse 15. You hear God saying to the Israelites, despite the fact that the rest was before them, Pharaoh was coming behind them. There were opposition, there were obstacles, there were hindrances that should stop their success. Yet, you hear God saying, Go forward, go forward, go forward. No matter what is around you, no matter the country where you are, no matter the situation around you, you are ordained to go forward. Somebody say, I'm going forward. Say it like somebody going forward. Say it like somebody going forward. Shout it like somebody going forward. One more time, louder, 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 louder. Stand on your feet and declare louder. Let every fiber of your being hear it louder. One more time. One more time, everybody. That will be your portion in Jesus' name. Please be seated. That is the covenant portion for every believer. You ordained to go forward. Chapter 14 of 15 of Exodus. Go forward. That's what God said. Moses got there, he began to pray when he saw the Red Sea, like many of us are doing today, praying and praying. God he said, No, that's a time to pray, that's a time to go forward. Move forward. Tell my people that they go forward. He said, stop crying to me. Stop your prayer. Go forward now. And they move forward and the rest parted. As you move from this night, I see every rest before you give it away in the name of Jesus Christ. Genesis 26 verse 13 talking about Abraham about Isaac. He works great. He went forward. He works great. Even during famine. Like you had around the world today, during famine, he was great, he went forward, and he grew until he became very great. He was great, he went forward, he went forward. You are going forward in Jesus' name. Number three, characteristics of the covenants of success, it is above only. Above only. Not beneath, not in the middle. Above only. Deuteronomy 28, verse 13, he said, thou shall be above only. Above only. You are ordained to be above only. Not beneath, not in the middle. No, you are ordained to be at the top. You told me 18 verse 13. And the Lord shall make thee the head. And not the tail. And thou shall be above Only. 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 Only, that means you are not permitted to be at a three quarter. Seventy-five percent is not permitted. Eighty percent is not permitted. Ninety percent is not permitted. You must be above only, above only. Therefore, from today you will never come behind again in Jesus' name. Above only, Matthew chapter five, verse fourteen. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill that cannot be hidden. City that is set on the hill that cannot be hidden. Above only. So, the covenant success we're talking about here places you above, above others. Above in your profession. Above in your career. Above in your business. Above in your academics. Above. Above only. Number four, it is global. Covenant success is global. It's not local. That means your success should not be mentioned measured by your environment. All right? it should be measured by how global it is. Global, 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 global. That means your success must go beyond your locality, must go beyond your community. God has ordained you for a world perspective, a global phenomenon, not a local champion, not a local champion. That everybody knows you are doing well in the does Zone is enough. Everybody knows you are doing well, here, where you stay, it's not enough. God is saying you yeah, are yeah, the salt sort of the earth, not the salt sort of your family. You are the light of the world, the world, the world, not the light of your home, the light of your family. So you are ordained for a global success, global success. Therefore, somebody I decree today, your name shall become a global name in the name of Jesus Christ. There are names that, when you send a letter from anywhere around the world, you just put their name at the back of the envelope. You don't need to put an address there; it will locate the person. That's global phenomenal. That's where you are going. I said that's where you are going. They put the name at the back of the envelope. There are names that just say E A Adeboye. Don't put any other address again. Don't say Lagos. Don't say anywhere. Just say E A Adeboye and post it from Canada or Australia or China, it will go to redemption camp. Is that not true? That's where you're going. You say David O Oyedeko. Don't put any other thing. Don't say Kenalan. Don't say Lagos. Just say David oyedeko Africa. They won't take it to South Africa. They won't take it to Tunisia. They won't take it to Algeria. They won't take you to Cameroon. It will come to Nigeria. When it gets to Nigeria, it will come to Lagos and, and find the to water. That's where you are going. Yeah. That image should be a louder email. Yeah. Very soon too. Very soon too, you will see a letter. Samuel O. Olubio, Africa. They post it in China. It will land in Lagos here. And come to Victory Land. That's where I'm going. Is that where you are going? Tell yourself that's where I'm going. One more time. Louder. That's it. That's what we talk about. That's what we mean by global phenomenon. Not that they write your name at the back of the Even the people you your seat does not know you are the one. The house where you live, they are not even sure you are the one. When they call you and they say, eh, we are not sure, they start describing you. Is somebody hearing me right now? I decree for somebody here today. From this encounter, you will become a global phenomenon in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Number five. The of covenant success, it is enduring. It is enduring. Enduring. That means it does not come today and fizzle out tomorrow. No. It does not come today and fizzle out next week. You don't have it when things are working well in the country. You are ever successful. It doesn't depend on the dollar rate. No. It does not depend on the economic hardship in your environment. Your success by covenant is enduring. That's why we call it covenant success. That's what we call it supernatural. It's enduring. The Bible says in chapter 9 or chapter 3 of Ecclesiastes, verse 14, it says, whatsoever the Lord doeth, it, it shall be forever. Whatsoever the Lord doeth, it, it shall be forever. No man can utter it. No man can take from it. And God doeth it that men may fear before him. God doeth it that men may be fear before him. So we serve a God that when he blesses you, you are blessed forever. When he blesses you, you are blessed forever. So the covenant story we're talking about here is not a function of your environment, times and season in your environment. It's a function of the covenant. And the covenant of God has no respect for season, has no respect for location. When you are connected to God, anywhere you are, you will succeed. Whether you are in Lagos, you will succeed. Whether you are in Gombe, you will succeed. Whether you are in Mubi, you will succeed. Meduguri, you will succeed. Whether you are in Fiditi or Joe jobele you will succeed. Anywhere you are, that's the covenant, you will succeed. Some people think that until I'm in London, I will not succeed. Some think until I'm in America, I will not succeed. Some think that until I work in a certain place, I cannot be successful. That's not true. The covenant means that anything you do, anywhere you are, you will succeed. Therefore, I decree for everybody hearing me today. The history of failure is over your life in the name of Jesus Christ. From tonight, you will never know what they call failure again in the name of Jesus. Everything you lay your hand on from today will succeed. That amen should be a louder amen. That amen should be a louder amen. Everything you lay your hand on from today, you will succeed. Your business will succeed. Your career will succeed. Your academic will succeed. Your family will succeed. Your home will succeed. Financially, you will succeed. Lift your two and I shout three powerful amen and thunder, somebody. So, it is enduring. 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 Whatsoever the Lord do it, it shall be forever. By the grace of God, in this ministry, in my own life, I've never had a better last year. No. Your success should not be based on the what is happening in the environment. Your success should be based on your work with God, And we serve a progressive goal. We serve an enduring goal. Whatever it does, endures. So if you are connected to him, your success in life should endure. You look around it today, you see people who used to have money, but they don't have it again. People who used to have a good job, but they don't have it again. People should do very well before now. But now they are no longer doing well again. Why? It is not a covenant success. If it is covenant success, it endures. Because we are talking about God, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God does not change. The circumstance in your country will never change God. Your environment will never change God. Your job will never change God. In fact, God does not even need your job to bless you. It's just for you to do something. The Bible says, whatsoever you do it, not whether you work in the oil company, not whether you work in the multinational company, or you work in the banking industry. Whatsoever you do it, whatsoever you do it, shall prosper. Therefore, from today, raise your right hand above your head. Say after me, whatever I do from today, will prosper. Say after me, whatever I lay my hand on from today, will prosper. Whatever I lay my hand on from today, will prosper. In Jesus' name. Number six characteristics of covenant success, it is attractive. It is attractive. God will empower you to succeed to win souls to the kingdom. Nobody follows a failure to church. When your neighbors see that you are, there is nothing you do that is succeeding, they will not follow you to church no matter how much you preach. No matter the fire coming from your mouth, they will not follow you to church. Many of you have been trying to win souls right now, but the people you are trying to win can't follow you because they can't see success all over you. The success in the kingdom is attractive. Your friend must see that you are different. You may be in the same office. They must see that something is different about you. You may be doing the same job, but they must see that something about you is different and unique. When you are in this covenant, everything about you is different. Is somebody hearing me right now? while in school, in university, many years ago, I've shared it over and over again. One of my friends looked at me in Liberia because he just saw that I was different among them. We're all students, but I was not a student like everybody. We're all undergraduates, but I was a different undergraduate. We all studied the same economics, alright, but my approach was different. My composure was different. When you see me, even lecturer respect me as a student. Amen. And this librarian looked at me and said, you know what? I admire you. A student, co-students looked at me and said, I admire you. He could see something different about me among them. Is somebody hearing me right now? He could see that yes, we are in the same class, but we are not of the same class. Is somebody hearing me right now? We are right there under the same lecturer. But we are different. Your success should attract people to join. Your neighbors should look at you and say, "Ah, how come that, in the midst of economic hardship, your own business is doing well? How come in the midst of dollar breakdown, your own business is doing well? How come everybody is complaining but you are not complaining? They just see that things are different about you. And say, okay, the church you are going, I want to follow you there." I want to follow you to your church because they can see that there is something about you that is attractive. Today I pray for you that your success will attract souls to the kingdom in the name of Jesus Christ. Matthew 5, verse 16. He said, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good work or see your success. They will see your success, outstanding success. They will see the great things happening in your life. And they'll be attracted to the kingdom. Is somebody hearing me right now? Nobody wishes to be like a failure. I've shared the testimony with you here over and over again. Many, many years ago, I pastored in Eastern State, and I had a very wonderful member who was a medical doctor who wanted to become a resident doctor, and he wrote a particular exam fourteen times and he failed the exam fourteen times. Exam a doctor when somebody is a doctor, know that he's not a novice. It's not, his brain is complete. But each time he wrote the exam, he failed the exam. And I remember that he wanted to marry. And the woman he wanted to marry refused to marry him. It should be a privilege to marry a doctor. Abhi? An accomplished doctor, so to say. But this woman said, no, I won't marry you. Why? Because even though it was a doctor that was failure all over him, his own colleagues had overtaken him. His own junior had become his lecturer in the same university. Teaching hospital. Others have gone ahead of him. All right. So nobody wanted to marry a failure. He was so discouraged about himself and depressed that he was going to commit suicide. And I said, no, you can't commit suicide. Well, today the story has changed. I pray for everybody hearing me today. Your own story will change tonight in the name of Jesus. I said, your own story will change today in the name of Jesus Christ. Zechariah chapter 8, verse 20 to 23. The Bible says, you will be so successful and blessed that 10 men will hold your skirt. 10 men, they will hold your skirt and say, we have seen that God is with you. We have seen that God answer your prayer. Anywhere you go, we are going with you. They will hold your skirt and they will follow you to church. Everybody where you live should look up to you. Everybody around you should look up to you. If nobody is looking up to you, you are not successful yet. Is somebody here right now? Ten men, ten people should hold your clothes and say, "Where well, anywhere you go, we'll go with you because you can see that God is blessing you. Everything is working for you. Everything is doing well for you. I had a testimony of a tenant that arrived in a house who was a struggling tenant. He got to that house. And suddenly, as he began to attend a particular church, his life took a new turn. Another tenant came to that same house and followed this first tenant to the same church. His life took a new turn. Ah, When the other tenant came and had a problem, he, the landlord said, your friend, when he came here, he didn't have a car. Nothing was working for him. But when he started going to that church, God changes that. You better go there too. He went there. His life changed. Then the tenor began to do better than the landlord. And landlord answered to himself, I said, now that my tenor are doing better than me, wherever they are going, he was an allergy. He was a Muslim. Wherever they are going, that their life is getting better. Me too, let me go there. When you are successful, people will follow you to church. Evangelism is easy. They look at your life and see that things are getting better. I pray for you today, your success will be attractive. You will succeed. Say it loud that email, everybody. I say you will succeed. I didn't say you will fail. I say you will succeed. I say you will succeed. Your business will succeed. Your career will succeed. Your job will succeed. Everything about you will succeed in Jesus' name. No more trace of failure in your life. No more trace of failure in your career. No more trace of failure in your business. No more trace of failure in your family. Lift your two hands and shout three powerful email like at Thunder. Number seven, covenant success is godly, is godly. There is no mago mago there, is godly. Everything is open, everything can be seen. There is nothing hidden, there is no darkness there, is godly. No darkness there. Everything is open for others to see. God is glorified in it. God is glorified. There is no deceit about it. There is no lying in it. It is pure. It is pure. It is pure. Oh, I received a testimony from one of my mentors last Sunday. Last Sunday. I was being invited somewhere to preach and I'm not comfortable going there. I'm not comfortable going there. So I called my mentor because he knows the person. I say, now, um, you know this person. Do you recommend that I go there? He said, don't go. Why? He said, the work you are doing here is pure. The work you are doing here is pure. He said, don't go and in what you are doing. The work you are doing here is pure. That's the recommendation all the way from of America. I pray that your work will be pure. Your hand will be pure. I say your hand will be pure. That means success that is godly. Nobody in this ministry can say that he has seen me adding anything here. There is nothing we are faking here. Everything is open for everybody to see. Amen. There is nothing we are hiding, there is no deceit. There is no lie. There is no hypocrisy. There is no exaggeration on the altar. We don't touch church money. We don't carry church money into our house. Godly. Success that is godly. Godly. We don't take what is not our own and add it to our own. No. Godly. Godly. Success that is pure. That God himself can be glorified thereof. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 7 and 8. He said, exercise yourself rather to godliness. Exercise yourself rather to godliness. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Exercise yourself rather to godliness. We sacked somebody recently in this church, one of our staff. Why? The hand was not pure. The hand was not pure. We just asked somebody a few days ago in one of our something. Why? We saw the person stealing. And I said to myself, I cannot stay around somebody who steals. Who steals? I cannot stay around somebody who lies. When I see that you lie, I, I distance myself from you. Don't corrupt my destiny, don't destroy my life. Is somebody hearing me right now? A man of God, I was a man of God when I came to Lagos many years ago, about 20 years ago. I mean, about 15 years ago. Okay, 15, 18 years ago. In our old church, great man. As I got closer to him, I saw that he normally exaggerates. Ah, I just withdraw myself. Praise the Lord. No. Success that is godly. My father in law, look at me. I'm talking about Bishop Edeko. He said to me last year, early last year, said, Look at it. He said, The reason I'm committed to you is because I've not found a fault with you. Can they say that about you? Can I say that about you? About your business? That I've not found a fault with you. Amen. There is no magomago in your business. No magomago in your words. Pure. Pure. No deceit. Exercise thyself rather unto godliness. Verse 8. For bodily exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. Having the promise of the love that now is, and that which is to come. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Success that is godly, 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 godly. You must be able to say before everybody, your hands are clean. If you cannot say that, my friend, you are not a covenant, you are not qualified for covenant success. God will never back you up. There are prayers you pray that God will not hear the prayer if your hands are not clean. God's eyes are too pure to behold evil. That's why some people in the church, you pray for them, they are not making progress. They anoint, you pour anointing on their life, they won't make progress because their hands are not clean. They come to church, but what they do outside there? My God. What they do outside there? You must not see it, and you must not hear it. God only blesses godliness, purity, sanctification, clean hands, hands that are clean. You can't be taking bribes and be asking God to bless you if you take bribe, don't pay tithe to bribe. You are bringing the curse on yourself. Just go and be eating the bribe alone. Praise the Lord. If you take, if you take collect bribe, don't don't bring it to this church. Number eight. Covenant success is all round. All round. What does that mean? It means it's in every area of life, you can see it spiritually. You can see it in the health area. I can tell you with all sense of sincerity and humility there is no outer feeling in the of my life. All areas, my health is sound, spiritually sound, physically sound, ministerially sound. All right. That will be your testimony from today in the name of Jesus Christ. Third John 2. He said, Beloved, I wish above all things that I may just prosper and being held even as they are so prospering. All round success. All right. Second Samuel chapter 8, verse 6. Second Samuel chapter 8, verse 14. Talking about David. The Bible says, the Lord preserved David whithersoever he went. And the Lord preserved David whithershoever he went. That means David succeeded everywhere he went. David succeeded everywhere he went. Quickly tonight, what is the foundation for this all-round success? Last week we saw one foundation, the world. God's world is the foundation. This ministry is powered by the Word of God. <laughs> That's why, no matter what happened around the world, it can never bring this church down. No matter the gang go from hell against this church, you are just wasting your time, because the ministry is founded upon the Word. The Word we are driven by the Word and God's Word has integrity. It has been tried seven times. And it's infallible. Number two is divine presence. Covenant success is driven by the presence of God. It is the greatest asset of all successful people in the kingdom. Divine presence. Divine presence. We saw a little, that, a little part of that on Sunday. Divine presence is the greatest asset of all successful men and women in the kingdom. And you see, your hand had to be pure to command divine presence. Joseph, Genesis 39, verse 2. And the Bible says he was a prosperous man. He was a successful man for the Lord was retained. He was a successful man, the Lord was retained. Verse 3, and Joseph was a prosperous man and the Lord was retained. Verse twenty one, and the Lord was retained. Verse twenty three, and the Lord was retained. First Samuel chapter three, verse nineteen, talking about Samuel, the Bible says the Lord, Samuel agreed, and the Lord was retained. The Lord was retained. Every covenant success you see in the Bible, you will see that the Bible always says, and the Lord is with them. That's the foundation for covenant success. David. 1 Chronicles chapter 11 verse 9. And David was greater and greater. For the Lord of hosts was retained. 1 Chronicles 11 verse 9. And David was greater and greater. For the Lord of hosts was retained. Jesus. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was retained. For God was retained at the root of every successful people in the Bible, is the Lord is with them. The Lord is with them. God will be with you. I didn't hear your amen. That will be your greatest credential in life. The Lord will be with you. I said the Lord will be with you. I said the Lord will be with you. Paul the apostle, Acts 18, verse 10, Acts chapter 18, verse 10. Paul had a testimony. If it was God who said it by himself, Acts 18, verse 10. Is somebody there put it on the screen? Acts 18, verse 10. For I am with thee. Look at that. That will be your testimony. That's God speaking about him. I am with thee. And no man shall set on thee to hurt thee. Oh my goodness, I love that. That's my greatest secret. Nobody can can try to hurt me. You will fail. (laughs) For I am with thee and no man shall set on you to hurt you. When God is with you, nobody can hurt you. You live a hurt-free life. You live in this world as if you are not in this world. They shoot arrow. It goes back to the sender. They speak against you. They use their head to carry it. They throw stone at you, the stone turn around and come to hit them. Is somebody hearing me right now? They plan evil against you, they carry their head to carry the evil. Therefore from today, no evil will ever befall you again in the name of Jesus Christ. Just make sure you carry his presence. You command his presence. It's the secret of all outstanding success in the Bible. The Lord is with him. The Lord, was your name? The Lord was with him. The Lord is with him. That should be your credential from today. The Lord is with you.
1: The Lord.
0: When I look at everything God doing in this church, I came up to say, God is, with, is in this place. When I look at the backing of God upon this ministry, I, just, I conclude that God is in this ministry. My friend, God is here. I pray that God will be in your business. I say, I pray that God will be in your business. In the name of Jesus Christ. Quickly, let's look at the principles of covenant success. We have seen one last week. One is vision. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Where that vision, you don't, you don't know where you are going. And when you don't know where you are going, how will you know where you have gotten there? Before you left your house this evening, you knew you were coming to this, the church this evening. You came with a place in mind. You must know where you are going to drive to where you are going and to get there. Vision. Proverbs 29, verse 18. Number two we are looking at tonight is diligence. 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 There is no success without hard work. There is no success without hard work. There is no prosperity without hard work. There is no breakthrough that will not break you. Did you hear me? There is no breakthrough that will not break you first. The man with the largest church in the world before he went to be with the Lord, he fell down at least three times on the altar. He fainted on the altar. There is no breakthrough that will not break you before you start breaking through. There is no outstanding success that will not break something out of you. Je- Genesis chapter 32, verse 24 to 30. When Jacob had an encounter with the angel of God, he couldn't walk straight again. The Bible says he was limping. He was broken to the point that everything his life took an into from that encounter. He became an Israel from that day. That was the day the nation of Israel was born. The nation of Israel was born out of brokenness. So, when you talk about succeeding, you really want to succeed, my friend, you must be ready to walk. And walk. And walk. There is no substitute for success without hard work. And I'm talking about hard. Hard. Not soft work. Not soft work chapter 22 of Proverbs verse 29. "Seest that a man diligent in business, he shall stand before kings and not before mean men. He shall stand before kings and not before mean men. Ah, if you are not going to stand before ordinary men, you must work hard. I found myself one day sitting down with the former president of Nigeria in his dining room and he was sitting at this side I was sitting on his left hand side his wife on the right hand side were eating together and I said to myself I asked myself how did I get here because I knew where I came from <laughs> I knew my background I asked myself on the table there I said how did you get there and she Samuel Ruby, how did you he get here? And I answer him, I say, C.S. man diligent in business? He shall start before Kings and not before midnight The photograph is in my office. I was leaving the house of the president. He loaded my car with full stuff. C.S. Man, diligent in business? He shall stand before Kings and not before Midman. That's a great church in Now They invite me almost every year They have invited me again this year Great church, doing great work there One invited me this year I asked myself, how can a church be inviting Somebody every year They have other pastors, big pastors Around the world, who are more anointed than myself And I asked myself See, is that a man diligent in the business? He shall stand before kings And not before men I'm going there again for the fourth time this year they gave me presidential treatment when I arrived there. From the airport. Far from here. Not from the airport. From here Lagos. that a man diligent in business. You shall stand before Kings and not before me. Man. I want to preach in the church in Abuja. I arrived at the airport. The treatment they gave to me from the, I didn't know I was the one they came to receive at the airport when I got there. When I saw all the men, their protocol officers, all of them wearing gray, gray suits. I said, ah, oh, kind of people is this one. I didn't know I was the one they came to look for. I was, I was admiring them. I said, these are great people, wonderful. Only for them, one of them to walk up to me. I said, you are Reverend Lubi." I said, yes, I'm the one. Ah. He said, we came to receive you. <laughs> hey, me? Sears that a man diligent in business, he shall stand before kings and not before men. You will go places. I said, you will go places. I didn't hear you're leaving eh? <laughs> Then they said, I said, I want to carry my bike. Say no, no, you don't need to carry anything. Just be following us. I, I was following them like a mumu. And we got outside. And I saw vehicles parked outside. I saw military men, not, not a policeman. All of them looking hard with powerful gun on their hands. I say, yeah, who is arriving today with these military men here? I said, it's me. All the military men came to receive at the airport. We drove out of the airport and the whole of the road from the airport to Transcop Hotel where they locked me. Shut down. Shut down. <laughs> C.S. thy Man diligent in business. He shall stand before kings and not before mean men. Listen to me. It is not about what you are doing. It's about how you are doing it. If you put your best in what you are doing, my friend, God will raise you up above others. If you will be committed to your assignment with everything within you, God will set you apart. No lazy man succeed. No lazy woman succeed. There are many of us, you just want them to bring everything to you. They bring this to you, they bring that to you, bring water, bring food. You just sit down bundukiously. They start bringing everything. Bringing everything. Bringing everything. Very soon you will ask them to start bringing, bringing your leg to you now. They will start carrying your leg for you. No lazy man Succeed. Women, no lazy woman succeed. Vision without pursuit will end in the daydream. Vision without pursuit. Will end in a daydream. It is diligence that turns your vision into reality. No matter how powerful a vision a man has, without diligence, my friend, it remains a mirage. There is no accidental success. There is no accidental success. Success is not by luck. L U C K. Success is not fate. F A T E. Success is hard work. You don't stumble into it you walk your way into it. You don't stumble into it. You walk your way into it. I began to ask myself a few things. I say, the things I know a little bit about hard work today, I wish I knew them when this church started. I didn't know them. When I came into Lagos about 23 years ago, I was a playboy. (laughs) I was visiting everywhere in Lagos. I have a friend who is also a very anointed playboy. A chartered playboy. He has a he has a doctorate degree in playing around. He will come and meet me in the office. I have a car. I didn't have a car. So he will come and meet me in the office. I say, where are we going today? First act. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He will then we'll, from the morning, we will leave my office. We resume in the office. So We're we'll now head to first act to go and see sightseeing. They w- when we're not finished in the afternoon we're not looking for a restaurant and eat lunch in first time and then I arrive in the evening and I will go home and sleep the following day we come again where are we going today we are going to Lekki today okay and I was the one driving I was the driver of the of the NFA NFA people I was the driver I was driving every, driving him driving everybody would we'll go and go NFA no ambition at all and I told myself I wish the little I know today, I had known it that time. We'll have gone farther than where we are. Hard work is the secret to success. Nobody sleep and end up succeeding. Many of us love. Listen to me. One of the major relative of failure is sleep. another relative of failure is pleasure. Pleasure. Is there in the Bible? Those of you that like sleep, you sleep a lot, you sleep ten hours. Some of you eight hours. By 9 p.m., you have gone to sleep. And you don't go at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. the following day. You sleep everywhere, including the church. Some people sleep in the church, they sleep everywhere in the car, they sleep everywhere. Sleep. How about you notice that anytime you are sleeping or you are dozing and there's a barrel in your hand? If you are writing, you'll be start drawing diagram. Have you noticed that many of you are anointed artists because you sleep a lot when you are when you are writing and you just start sleeping, then you start drawing and drawing. Then before you know it, the Bible will not follow from your hand. People who sleep, things follow from their hands. People who sleep, a lot, things follow from their hands. Business breakthrough follow from their hands. Their destiny follow from their hands. The cure for failure is hard work. (laughs) Somebody said, I don't like the way things happen in my life. Go and work hard. What are things not working in my life? Work it. It will work. How are things like this about me? Go and work. It will work. Isaac walked his way into all round success. Genesis 26, verse 12 to 22. John chapter 9, verse 4. Jesus said, I must walk. It's a must, it's a requirement. I must walk. You can't sit down with telephone from morning till night chatting and chatting on social media. My friend, you won't make the best out of life. I came to the office on Monday and I was in a meeting and I heard that the wife of a bishop, bishop have you? bishop's wife, one bishop just came around here and they said, You want to come and greet me on Monday morning? Greet me? <laughs> when they told me, I said, come, come, greet me Monday morning? Don't come and greet me Monday morning. Oh come to greet me, Does I ask the question, doesn't she have work to do? That she's greeting me on Monday morning? Make sure you don't waste one hour of your life. Make sure every hour of your life count. I walk back to back. I finish one. I'm going to the other one. I finish this one. The next one is waiting for me. You hardly see me. I don't have time to watch. I have television in my office. I have not put it on this year. Put your hands together for Jesus. I've not put it on this year. I don't have the time to sit down in the office. and watch watching television. Hard work. A friend of mine, of of came to visit me about two weeks ago. He already got the appointment about a week earlier. Since I knew he'll be coming to see me and I'm going to waste some time with him. You know what I did? The hours I waste with him, I invested those hours before he came. The job I would have done while he was there, I finished the job. So when he came, I relaxed with him. Walk your way to the top. My friend, you know what? There's a place for you there. You are going there. I didn't hear your email. I said there's a place for you there. There's a place for you at the top. It takes hard work to get there. If you are not going to beg in life, and not going to live a life of shame, And you will not want people to push you aside in your profession, in your career, in your business, in your life, in destiny, my friend, you need to walk. There is dignity in labor. There is dignity in labor. There is dignity in labor. Jesus said, I must walk while it is day. Many of you, everybody here, not many, everybody here, you're on your daytime. Don't waste your daytime, please. Don't waste your daytime chatting with devils, looking at people, social media, what they are talking about. Some of you, what does not concern you. They didn't invite you. You are making comment. What's your business? You now sit down for one hour with telephone. I bind that spirit of unseriousness in you, and I cast it out in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. How can somebody serious-minded person sit down with telephone? for 30 minutes you are not transacting business you are not making useful call what you are doing is checking what is happening on other people's pages, you are not a serious person you are not going anywhere my friend God blesses hard work whatsoever I do it shall prosper I must work while it is day for the night come when no man can walk. Some of you are, are here today in another 30 years time. The strength you have we need help. This is you are jumping around, jumping around, jumping around to the jumping around. that another 30 years time, some of in 20 years time from now you start dragging your feet. Dragging your feet. This is your daytime. Don't waste it. Don't waste your daytime. The night coming when no man can walk. Stop playing around with people going nowhere. You now sit down with somebody who has no job doing, and you are not talking about what's happening on Tawmila. Okay, from Tawmila, you now talk about Dubai. Then you move from Dubai, move to London. Then London, you come to South Africa. Then you go to Accra, Ghana. Then you now come back to uh, Isaleku. You, you don't stay long around me. When I see that you are staying long and you are spending too much time, you stand up. I land up for my father in the Lord. He has apportioned time for the time to spend with you. So when you come around, you are just talking, 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 talking. After some time, I get tired. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I I just stand up. Our God is a good God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Let's bless the Lord. Amen. That means be going. Be going. Be going. Your time, you have overspent your time here. Be going. Somebody shout, hallelujah. Paul, a hard worker. Listen to me. We're talking about favor now this month. Favor, answer to hard work. That we talk about favor, you now sit down and waiting for things to happen. Many of you have been waiting. Nothing's happened. Favor, answer to hard work. First Corinthians fifteen ten. I am what I am by the grace of God. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. Hmm. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. The grace of God which was with me. You labor. You labor. Go and look for women who have gone to the labor room. Do you play in the labor room, women? Eh? Do you get that you are calling? Do you chat in the labor room? Women talk to me now. I used to live in hospital environment abu teaching hospitals area i live in that environment so i didn't know what it means to give back to a child since i was a young boy about 36 years ago so i i always pass by labor room there is a labor room there in the hospital so i pass by there every every time he said i'm passing i'll be hearing And they'll be cursing their husband. You know, women? They'll be cursing those women. They know they'll be cursing their husband. Cuss them. It will not be good for you. Why did you put this on me? They'll be cursing them. And then after the other time, they will now cool down. Ah. So one day I asked, I said, why are they always crying in that place? They're always crying. Hey, hey why? Ah, he said, they are laboring to give back to children. Have you seen a woman in labor wearing a necklace? He, she would tear the necklace. Have you seen a labor woman in labor using a lipstick? I know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I saw one woman laboring in a laundry many years ago in one private hospital. Alright? Very close to the family. I was part of those who carried her to the hospital when I got to the hospital and also I labor on the bed. You know why? I so, I, I was telling her, sorry ma." I was greeting her and she was, hey, hey, I said, sorry, man. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know that she wanted to give back to a giant. So I know where I, I, I said, what's happening to the woman? Ah, they say that is labor I saw this one lying. I said, eh, labor like this. She they couldn't recognize me again. She was, if she if I got close to her, she would squeeze me like this. That's what it takes to succeed. Labor to succeed. 14 of Proverbs, Proverbs 14, verse 23. In all labor there is profit, but the talk of the lips tended to penury. You can't keep talking and talking and daydreaming and succeed. You labor to succeed. Paul said, I'm a laborer. Quickly, as we close this evening, what are the demands of diligence? Number one, be focused. Be focused. Matthew six twenty two. If your eye be single, your whole body shall be full of light. Fight every distractions, including good ones. If you're ever going to succeed, my friend, you must be a focused man. A focused woman. Stay on your assignment. Be committed to your assignment stay focused on your own assignment. Forget about something in other people's place. My father looked at me one day. I was about to take a journey abroad. I was going to go and preach in London and uh, also to rest. Many, many, I used to be, you just be traveling like somebody have no, no control. So, and I went to see, I said, I'm traveling for one two. He now gave me a very powerful sentence. And he said, If you don't have to go, you don't need to go. I said, Okay, sir. He now said, You don't put soup on the fire and escort a friend. By the time you come back, the soup is burnt. I said, Thank you, sir. I came back. I canceled the trip. No more. He was teaching me focus. He looked at me and said, nobody is giving an award for go around the world. If you go to Atlanta, Georgia today and come back, then when you come back, they say, welcome, welcome. In those days when you say, you go to Atlanta, from Atlanta you went to Canada, Ontario, Canada. Then from there, you now went to Australia. When you now come, they say, hey, Canadian man, they will be hailing you. Today, when you go around the world and come back, they will welcome you. What have you brought back? It is resort that count. Is somebody hearing me right now? Result. Commit to result. Be focused. Stop jiving around like I jala travel. Stay with your assignment. When I arrive in Land in the morning, you can't see me. I've been here now since before six a.m. I've not crossed the gate. <laughs> I don't know how the brigade look like. I just come here, sit down with my assignment. I let me share this testimony with you. I picked my visa, my passport a few weeks ago, and I noticed that if a month ago or whatever. And I noticed that my passport has expired. <laughs> International passport has expired. Since Three, of, three or four years ago, it has expired. I didn't know. I look at the visa inside, I say, a visa there, UK visa there. The visa will expire in 2027. 2027. It's a 10 year visa. But do you know what? I've not used it once. So I now call the office where they will renew the visa. Three days ago, one of our members who worked there said, we need to renew this for me. He said, when a check and he saw that 10-year visa, he said, eh, and you have not used it. I said, I can borrow you. So that you can use it to be travel. I borrow you. I can even dash you. Carry it. I don't have the time. I am committed to you. Have you been here and not seen me on a Sunday? Talk to me, somebody. You are focused. That means you fight distractions, including good ones. How many of you here today that will carry that visa 10 years and you will still be here today? Answer yourself. That you can go in and out anytime and you can afford it. Focus. Number two demand of diligence business or serious approach you need business or serious approach to your vision Luke chapter 2 verse 39 Jesus said wish you not I must be about my father's business business approach serious approach Anything you don't give a serious approach will never deliver well. They have to come and they have to come and wake you up in the morning before you go to work. <laughs> all right. There is no system you that wakes you up. When you now wake up, you take another thirty minutes to stand up from the bed. You get to work late all the time. No control. You arrive in the office anytime. No time of resumption. Even though you are the MD, you are in of your company. No time of resumption. You arrive there anytime you like. You can't make anything great out of it. You know? Serious approach is what you require to make a serious blessing breakthrough out of, out of anything in life our early morning prayer meeting here started 1st of April 2021 I have not missed one day I have never missed one day except I want to travel outside the outside the state and even wherever I am I'll be connected serious approach you know that people should be going to pray I'll be encouraged you go and pray and I'll be sleeping at home. too something like that I'm there I was there this morning I preach this morning. This is the second one I'm doing today. Serious approach. Wist you not, I must be about my father's business? That the kiosk is small, the business is small. Does that mean you arrive there anytime? 10 a.m., you are there. 11 a.m., you are here at home, getting yourself ready. You can't get any breakthrough like that. You must have a resumption time, and you are there. Anybody looking for you know you are there. One day at three or four pm in the afternoon, one of my junior ones traveled from Abuja to Lagos, and came directly to here, Victorla, and saw me here. I said, "How do you know I'll be here?" I said, "They told me if I want to see you, go to church." Yeah. Where will she go? I must be about my business. I'm there. I arrived here last Sunday to 7 a.m. for all the three powerful services. We finished the service. I had to attend to a visitor from UK that many of you saw in the third service. We finished that one. I jumped into pastor's meeting that finished at about after 6, about 6.20 or 6.30. I finished that. I went online. I didn't get home until about 8.30 p.m. on, on Sunday. By Monday morning, six a.m., I was here. I didn't leave here until about two eight on Monday. Yesterday, before six a.m., I was here, and left here to nine p.m. in the night. Serious approach to your sermon is what you require to succeed. as That man diligent in business, he shall stand before kings. Shall not stand before me, man. Lazy people can't survive around us here. No. You see, people, some of people are complaining about our job. They are lazy. (laughs) They are lazy. People think that pastoring or ministry work is lazy work. You just go there, pray, sleep, and then go back home. No. No. That's why God is blessing us here. That's why blessing us here. God does not bless laziness, He bless hard work. No matter how small your business is, your career is today. Please understand, it has a future. What it requires from you is diligence. Number three, it requires absolute commitment or dedication. Absolute. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10. He said, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. Do it. Anything your hand finds to do, do it. There are many of us who are never committed to anything. You can see a lot of our, some of our members, they are not committed to anything. You are in the department, not committed. You are in the unit, not committed. half-hazardly committed. You are not committed to anything. God can't trust you with great blessing. No. You must be a man of commitment. Anything committed into your hand should be seen. Committed? No commitment in your department. You are in Russia, no commitment. You are a choir, no committed No commitment. So when you say, they come. Can you imagine a president coming late to service? I can't imagine it. Can you imagine an usher coming late to a service? Usher. I go to usher, the boy, you're coming late. That's not Christianity. Protocol, department, security. You are now coming late. And you are still greeting people on your way to church. Ah. No commitment. And now, pastor, now coming late. Pastor, that is an aberration. Abe. commitment. Absolute dedication is a requirement in the school of success. John 12, 24 to 26. And number four, the demand of diligence is expectation. Expectation. Every wise farmer as you are planting, you are expecting harvest. You don't plow without expecting, you are expecting, why are you work, working hard? Many of you are working in certain organization. The reason you are there is because they are paying you salary. Abby, you know that at the end of the month something fat will enter your your bank account. If it's not entering, you get angry. I know you. Even though you are very spiritual, you get angry. Praise God! <laughs> Glory be to God. The reason one of you are going to that office every day because something is coming in. Therefore, as you work expect reward. Covenant work goes beyond your salary. God bless you in diverse ways. God bless you in diverse ways. That's why we're talking covenant. covenant. some of you, the only fruit you enjoy is from your salary. There's no another coming from anywhere. No. When you are a faithful tighter and you are genuinely working with God, my friend, the blessing of God will speak loud on your life. You must have heard me say that don't draw salary from this church. You should be wondering, how am I getting money to spend? Have you ever wondered? I don't draw salary from the church. How am I getting money to spend? I know that you are giving me money. Are are you giving me money? Are you you giving me money? (laughs) Now, if Pastor is not drawing salary from the church, and you are not giving me money, where is he getting money from? Point point your, your finger up from there. Amen. It's coming from there. From there. My friend, working with God is real. If you walk with Him, you'll be blessed. It's real. You don't need to do mago mago to prosper in this covenant. If you walk with God covenantly, before I came to this service today, somebody sent me money from Kenya. People send money to me from everywhere. My hard work. That's the blessing of the Lord. That make it rich. Somebody sent me money from America last two weeks. Last week again he sent money. I was sorry. Why did you send me under on one again? <laughs> Hallelujah. Can you imagine somebody sending money? Big big amount of money to you last week. The following week he stand on that one again. Why, why? Somebody say the blessing. Say the blessing. It's coming upon you today in Jesus' name. I don't beg people for money. I will never do that. I will never lobby around your house, God forbid. You work this covenant, my friend. It works. Please get connected to God. Finally, demand for diligence is association. One major key that will determine that you will succeed is keeping the right association. Some of you have been—you were doing well before until some people came into your life. You were going the right direction until certain people enter into your life. Wrong association can destroy your destiny. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. You don't join those who are mockers. People who are going nowhere, sinners, whose hand is dirty. Blessed Blessed is the man that work on the council of the gully, nor sit in the way of sinners, nor sit down the seat of this scornful mockers—people who mock the things of God—they can't see anything God is doing. They're always pulling down the house of God, pulling down the church, pulling down the pastor. Don't sit down with them; they will destroy your destiny. You know what? I spoke to my pastor of over thirty years on Sunday night, and I just thank God while I was getting ready for this service. I thank God for one thing. I've never said one word against him since I knew him. One word. Against him. Not to my wife in the secret. I've never said anything negative about him. Since I knew him. And I'm very close to him. I agree, I live, live in his house. I've never said one negative thing about him. You see, this thing, if you work it rightly, God will bless you. Not fake. Now no, you come around there, Baba, 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 Papa, Papa, our daddy in the Lord, my father and the Lord. You know, you can use it any language you use. But behind, don't mind that pastor, that man. I don't know what's wrong with him. You can't get anything out of this medicine like that. I never opened my mouth once in over 30 years to say something negative against my pastor. Once. (laughs) This thing is a covenant work. If you come around me and start talking against my pastor, I will stand up. If I can slap you, I will slap you. If you are too respectful, I will leave you. That will be the end of the relationship. That will be the end. If you talk against my pastor, that will be the end. I don't have anything to do with you again. From that moment, nothing. Stand on your feet. Is somebody blessed today? Is somebody blessed today? Lift your two hands to heaven, everybody, and bless the Lord for the word you have had. Lift your two hands and bless the Lord for the word you have had and begin to receive the grace to engage. It's not about hearing the word, it's the doer of the word that is blessed, not the hearer of the word. Everybody lift your two hands and bless God for sending his word to you, for sending his word to us tonight. Somebody bless him. Give him time.